0: are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, if you would, to Mark chapter 5. And I'm um, going to minister to you this morning what God has laid into my heart for this day. And um, I know we're getting close to the Christmas season. Maybe next Sunday I'll preach on stuff to do with that. But I'm going to minister what God's laid into my spirit for the day today. And um, Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side. Much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Uh, see her that had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth and he said unto her daughter he said unto her daughter thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and be whole of thy plague Uh, i want I want to draw your attention to verse 25. It says, And a certain woman which had an issue. We all have issues. I want to talk to you this morning about we all have issues. This woman had an issue, but everyone sitting in this room this morning has issues. We all have issues. And you can imagine. The thoughts that was going through this lady 12 years of sickness and uh, she had paused I'm sure on many times central questions of what would happen if she could get help what the protocols would be what it would be that would cure her and then she heard of Jesus And I can imagine the questions that she had, if I could just ask him to touch me, but he might not want to touch someone like me, was probably her response. If I could just ask him to say a word of healing over me, but he might not even give a hearing to someone like me, was probably her response. If I could just touch his hands, but I'd have to get close enough to do that and i'd probably be um kept away by the crowd if i could just touch his garment but to get that close i'd have to i'd have to be stronger and maybe more favored than all the worthy people that were around him and finally maybe in her mind came the thoughts if i could just touch the hem of his garment, that's it. She thought. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, a little hope uh, had risen in her in her life. When she just thought, you know what? I probably am not going to get close enough for to ask him a question. I'm probably not going to get close enough to have him uh, take my hand. I may not even be close enough to rub shoulders with him. But if I could just touch. Uh, the hem of his garment. The condition that this lady was in for the past 12 years was a chronic flow of blood from the woman's womb. It was a constant for 12 years for her. And uh, it was almost impossible for women in any culture, but in the, especially in the Jewish culture, this was a huge issue. For the woman, a discharge of blood from the womb would, of course, would, would, would cause her for many days to be unclean, and, and, and uh, she would be considered unclean. That's in the natural sense. But this had gone on for 12 years. She was not allowed in the tabernacle. She was not allowed in the temple. She had no, no access to any of these things, and according to the Jewish law, her husband was not even allowed to touch her. Everything she touched was unclean. Whoever she touched would be unclean. Whoever would touch anything that she had touched would be considered unclean. She could not continue. To live with her family, she could not continue to prepare food for them or take care of their clothing. (laughs) Finally, the Jewish law would not allow her to enter into a place of worship as long as she was in this issue. She was ceremonially unclean. She lived uh, under the shadow of darkness for 12 years. uh, And I can't even imagine uh, uh, her mental status and how she must have felt about herself uh, for the past 12 years. And yet, on the other hand, uh, you have a man named Jairus who has a young daughter for 12 years. He's lived in the sunshine of her beautiful face, this little girl that... That was living in his home, and, and she had brought so much light to, to his life, and, and 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 she was such an important part of his house. And so you have the you have the 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 two the two individuals, one that has been living in the shadow of darkness, ostracized from society, and you have the other little girl that has brought so much hope and life, and both of them have an issue. The lady has an issue of blood for 12 years. The little girl has an issue of death. And immediately, something has got to take place because they're both trying to get to Jesus. Now, I, I, just, want to, I just want to share a little bit of information of what the cures were like. There was 15 known cures for what this lady had, according to uh, the Talmud. And you can, you can read it in Adam Clark's commentary on the New Testament. I'm, I'm not going to read to you all 15 of them, obviously. But I want you to see the interesting cures that, that she was put through over the past 12 years. Because they know of all these things, and every doctor that she would go to, I'm sure they would respond quickly. We know exactly what to do. We know the answer. Pay up, and we'll tell you how to solve your issue. This is, issue, this is solution number one. Take of gum, Alexandria, of alum, and of crocus, parentis, and the weight of Azuzi. Let them be bruised together and given in wine to the woman that hath the issue of blood. But if this fail, take up Persian onions, nine logs, boil them in wine and give it to her to drink and say, arise from thy flux. But if this fail, set her in a place where two ways meet and let her hold a cup of wine in her hand and let somebody come behind her and affright her and say, arise from thy flux. But should this not be any good, take a handful of cumin and a handful of crocus and a handful of a greek let these be boiled and given to her and drink and say arise from thy flux but if this should fail dig seven trenches and burn in them some cutting of vines not yet four years old and let her take in her hand a cup of wine and let her be led from the trench and and sat down over that, and let her be removed from that, and sat down over another. And each removal say unto her, Arise from thy flux. But if this shouldn't shouldn't work, (laughs) there's ten others. This is what the lady had been going through for the last 12 years. She's been put through all of these things. These are historical facts of what they used to try to cure her of her issue. And what you see in this story, you see a a situation where none of them had worked. And obviously the other ten that I haven't read to you, they hadn't worked either. She was absolutely hopeless. Hopeless. There's people that have been given maybe similar prescriptions, per se, in 2022. Oh, it may not be sitting over open trenches, but people are kind of trying to find all kinds of ways to take care of their issues. And they're turning to everything. But what really works, some people are turning to uh, addiction and some people are turning to Prescription, And some people are, are finding themselves trying to solve it with finance and all kinds of things that people are trying to do to take care of their issue. Can I share with you this morning, we all have issues. People sometimes find themselves canceled by society as they become some type of a maybe a potential plague to disrupting people's lives because of their issue. You find that in our world today where where the the divide is happening and it's becoming greater and greater between people who have what they think can solve problems and people who have nothing. And if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves in a religious movement administering some type of prescription well you know what if you just go and do this and you just go and do that and and you get yourself a, 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 a you know to take care of your problems you you you, you got to stay on the straight and narrow and you got to uh, be consistent in this and that and all those things are good but well, what about the person who can actually take care of the issue Let us not find ourselves becoming a part of some type of religious society or a religious movement that administers prescription and avoids the actual power of an almighty God. She was considered a danger to her community. She couldn't communicate with people because she was unclean. She was not allowed to be touched, and she wasn't allowed to touch. She was isolated. Isolated from the rest of the people. But she determined within herself, I am done living this way. Whatever happens to me, happens to me. But I refuse to go any longer I have spent all she said I have gone to all the doctors that I can go to she wasn't worried about being strongly favored she wasn't worrying about saying the right words she wasn't worrying about whether people thought of her in a positive manner or not she had one thing in mind I've got one thing left and that is I've got to get to Jesus it's interesting to see the story but be, because before she ever comes on the scene, you have another individual. His name is Jairus, and he comes to Jesus, and his daughter is at the point of death. And he, 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 he makes this idea, God, if I can just get you to my house, she'll be okay. And Jesus starts on the journey. And you can imagine, I, I can't, I, I, I don't know exactly, but I can only imagine as a father, I'd be quickly walking, quickly hasting to the house to get Jesus there because I know when I left, my last resort was I've only got one thing left and that's to get to the man that I've heard is able to heal people. And he finds Jesus, and Jesus agrees to come. And you can imagine the excitement that must have brought. And now uh, I've got to keep the crowd away from Jesus because I've got to get him to my house. You know what it's like when you have maybe a guest, and they're chatting with everybody. And uh, sometimes that even happens here at church. It's wonderful. I have a guest that I... Maybe have speaking, and I've, I've got them on some type of a schedule, and I'm trying to usher them out the church, and everyone's kind of around chatting with them and having – yeah, you see that even happen here. This, this is just a, 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 a limited amount of people in Jesus' day. They were thronging him, the Bible says. And he's trying, Jarius is trying, I cannot let him stop and talk to people. I surely can't let him be distracted by people. I, I, can't, I must keep him on, on, on pace to get to my house. My daughter is going to die. And in the middle of all this, you have a second lady who says, I've got to get his attention I've got to press through the crowd. I've got to make sure that I get to him. Both of them had issues. Both of them needed a miracle. Both of them needed Jesus and his attention. The gospel of Mark intertwines these two episodes together. So that we can compare them. Jesus is on his way to attend an important official's daughter, and yet he is delayed by a lady that no one is allowed to touch or have come near. We don't know exactly why everything happens the way it does, but you can almost picture the Lord, the Lord waiting on purpose. I'm going to make sure that Jerry's daughter dies so that he will have a greater representation of how powerful faith is. We don't know exactly. All we know is that Jesus, he didn't go at a fast pace to get to Jerry's house. Without any training, without any Bible study, without any great understanding of the Lord, no scholar of Israel like Jairus was with this woman. No, she was like of the opposite. But she had a similar faith. And she had an issue. Paul, Paul writes in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. He says, we are justified by faith. We're justified by faith. The Greek term under this verb that's used justified, if we, if, if we were allowed to put it in true English translation, it would be, we are righteous by faith. Faith in God makes us righteous. Faith, faith folks, puts a halt to all the influences of doubt, the doubt that leads our heart away from questioning the faithfulness of God. The questioning of God's boundaries, the questioning of the truth of His Word. Faith reigns our hearts into God and gives us a glimpse from His perspective. And you have two instances where one man's faith is, if I can just get to Jesus, my daughter will live, and Jesus is delayed. And you have another instance where a lady is, if I can just touch the hem of His garment, Something will happen, but she's not allowed, according to society, to do such a thing. You see two people with an issue, touching the hem of his garment, or bringing him physically to her house, uh, uh, him physically to the house. Neither one of those things was what got Jesus' attention. He could have just spoke in both instances, and they would have been healed. It was their faith that got his attention. It was the faith of an official that was well learned that said, my only resort left is Jesus. And it was the faith of a woman that had been in darkness of society for the last 12 years that said, this is my last resort if I can just touch the hem of his garment. After a short time, a long time, the Bible doesn't tell us. But finally she gets through the crowd, and I can only imagine that she's been kicked and stepped on and, and uh, had a difficult time. There's, there's lots of people around Jesus, and we don't know for sure, but we, we probably believe that she crawled through the crowd to get to the hem of his garment. And after a short time, a long time, we don't know, All we know is she saw the tassels hanging down from Jesus' robe and she put forth as much strength as she could muster and reached out and, and touched the hem of his garment. And suddenly, her life changed. Straightway, something went out of him that caused him to stop his important journey to Jerry's house. And say, "Somebody has touched me." Somebody touched you. What are you talking about? I mean, there's so many people around you, Jesus. When he asked the question, "Who touched my clothes?" I'm sure the disciples were confused. Jarius, I'm sure, got anxious, "Oh oh, something stopped the Lord." There's going to be a big discussion now. My daughter needs him. What is this about someone touching my clothes? You can imagine the crowd abruptly stopping like driving too close on the highway, everybody piling up. You can imagine the multitude that was thronging him. What did Jesus say? He asked the question, who touched me? He asked the question, who touched me? What kind of a question is that with all these people around? You can imagine what type of conversations was happening at that moment. And, and Jairus is like, Jesus, you got to come. You can't stop. And this, this, this touch that happened was much different than people just rubbing shoulders with him or people bumping into him or, or, or people being uh, close to him in any way. Something happened that he knew was more than just a touch of the tassel. Faith had arisen at that moment and you can imagine her temptation to hide. She wasn't allowed to touch anybody. She wasn't even allowed to be around people. I'm sure people maybe didn't even realize that she was uh, crawling through the crowd and, and, and she was still considered unclean. Nobody was allowed to be near her. Everybody that was near her that touched anything she touched was considered unclean. But something happened at that moment. And she confessed and she said, Master, it was me. She didn't know what to expect from Jesus. She had just touched the holy God. She had came in contact with the almighty God. And she confessed. There's no sense of prolonging this. They're going to figure it out. Someone's going to find me here laying on the ground. Someone's going to recognize me. Someone's going to know that I'm the lady for the past 12 years that's not allowed in the tabernacle, not out in the temple, not allowed to be around people. And it's at that moment... And she confesses and gets the Lord's attention that he says these powerful words, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. The rightful words for him to say would have been woman. That's what he should have said according to all the people. He should have criticized her. He should have disciplined her. They should have done whatever they had to do according to the law. But no, it's the opposite. He calls her daughter. He has an endearing family word to give to her. It's not about the touching of the tassels. It's not about that. It's about her faith to get to him because she has an issue. Jarius says, my daughter is nigh unto death. His endearing word of how he recognized his family member, my daughter And you can imagine at this moment, Jairus has stopped. He's wanting Jesus to come, and Jesus has stopped, and he's talking to a lady that no one should be talking to. And he lets everybody know that the daughter that Jairus wants him to go and touch, heal, be with, minister to, pray for, who has an issue is no different. And the lady for the past 12 years that no one has been allowed to be around. I say all of that this morning. To bring us to this point, we all have issues. Very quickly, the four issues that I will talk about that this lady represented, maybe affect people in here this morning. Firstly, she had a physical issue. She had a physical issue. Verse 25, a woman in the crowd that suffered from 12 years with constant bleeding. The cause of the bleeding is not stated. But for 12 years, she has been bleeding. Her body can barely keep up. She's probably feeling weak and tired and anemic all the time. And later when she is touched and healed, she knows immediately that something has happened to her condition because instantaneously she felt different than what she had felt before she touched the hem of his garment. And so this morning you might, Your issue might be physical. It can be physical. And people have physical issues. No matter what the sickness is, what the disease is, you can have a physical issue. This lady had a physical issue. But her faith, hear me this morning, her faith was greater than her issue. I've tried all this Remedies, 15 of them. I've got no money left. Everything has been done that I can do. Now the last resort that I know is if I can just touch the hem of his garment. And instantaneously, church, she knew that something had happened to her physical issue. She knew. Issue number two, she had a financial issue. Over the years, the Bible says she spent everything that she had. She had given it to doctors. If you think of it in today's terms, maybe it's your life savings, maybe your credit card's to the limit. Maybe the savings account is down to empty. Maybe you've had to sell extra things to get by. Whatever it is, she was at that point. She had a financial issue. She had spent everything that she had. And her last resort was, I've got nothing else to spend. The only thing I can do is get to the tassels of his garment. And instantaneously everything changed for her not only was she healed physically but the opportunity of her being back into society had taken place she could work again not just because of not being well in body she was allowed to be back around people The opportunities would again be opened her financial issue would change she had a physical issue she had a financial issue thirdly she had a relational issue mark 20 verse 25 says that the woman had suffered from constant constant bleeding the issue was continual And because of that, she could have no relationships. I mean, just think of it being so, so constant that no family member, no one was allowed to visit. No one was allowed to be where she was. No one was allowed to sit where she sat. No one was allowed to touch. Anything she touched. She had no relationships. We've watched over a two year period. People suffer through some of those types of things. Just a little taste of what she was going through for 12 years. She had a relationship issue. Maybe that is what's affecting some this morning, even in this building. Relationships have been challenged. Maybe it's a a family relationship, a marital relationship, a, a sibling relationship, a child relationship. Maybe the enemy has worked his best just to get you isolated from the family of God. All of those are relationship issues and everything he can do to keep you away from people will cause you to have an issue let me tell you this morning that his that is his work his work is for you to feel like you can't have a proper relationship with other people that people don't understand you and people don't see If from your point of view and people don't uh, get what you get and people don't want to be near you and all kinds of thoughts that go through your mind, uh, let me tell you, those are real issues. And they're still affecting people today. She had a physical issue. She had a financial issue. She had a relational issue. And finally, she had a spiritual issue issue. People of her day viewed people like her as as someone who was cursed by God. They would assume that she was sick because of some sin that was in her life. They had this view that people who had suffered from illness or misfortune were guilty of some type of sin and God was punishing them. You see that through all the disasters in the life of Job. And Jesus is even asked in John 9 by his disciples, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? This was a thought pattern of that day. She had a spiritual issue. She was looked upon as not qualifying. She was looked upon as having major problems with God. God must have been punishing her in some way. And you know what? It has not changed. The same issues from 2,000 years ago are the same issues that people are dealing with today. Physical and financial and relationship and spiritual. We all, have issues pastor you're not painting a very good picture of us well none of us are at the place at this point where we can say that we got no issues we've not reached that state of our life where we can say everything's going to always be okay we have not reached a place in our walk with God where we can confidently say I don't have to worry anymore about issues constantly people are dealing with things like physical issues financial issues relationship issues or spiritual issues and in both of these cases that I have spoken to you about this morning, they had an issue. The difference was there was a faith that arose from both people. Yes, there was anxiousness, I'm sure, from Jairus. And when it came time after the woman was healed and Jesus had been done talking to her, he sent the crowd and only him and Peter, James, and John went. And he got to the house where Jairus was. And, you know, they had professional whalers back then. They did. They hired people. Because how loud people cried signified how much you cared for the person. So they hired people. And the professional whalers were there. He had, She had already died. And Jesus walks in and said, she's not... She's not dead. She's just sleeping. And the Bible says they scorned him. They laughed at him. He got rid of all those people. Got them all out of the house. And then he says to her a statement that you can see how it's translated. The actual actual translation according to that statement is, little lamb arise. Little lamb arise. Arise. funny he Jarius calls her daughter and Jesus calls her part of the flock society called the lady an outcast and he called her family and in both instances even though they both had issues their faith touched Jesus and so I just I just put it out to you on this Sunday morning. I don't know. Maybe you've been tormented for 12 years or more. Maybe it's been less. It doesn't matter how long it's been. All I know is if you can get through the crowd this morning And just touch the hem of his garment. No matter what people say, what people think, no matter what the past has been, no matter how much you've spent, no matter what effort you've given in the past, all those things are irrelevant this morning. If you can get through the crowd and just touch the hem of his garment, he will call you family. Pastor, I'm... My life seems like I've I don't have no life spiritually. I, I feel like I'm drained totally. Just let Jesus walk into your life and say, Little Lamb arise. Either way, we all have issues physical, financial, relationship, or spiritual. But you got to get to Him today. Don't wait till the new year. Don't wait for it to be, you know what, if this happens and that happens. No, no, today. Get through the crowd today. Let God do something in your life this morning. Let something happen in your life right now with your issue. Tonight I'm going to preach a message called When Fear is Afraid. Something has to happen in us as individuals where we do not allow this world, we do not allow the things of this world to stop us from getting what God has for us this day. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Oh, God, I thank you for what I feel in your spirit right now. You know every person that is in this building, God. And don't let it be, Jesus, just another Sunday morning. Don't let it be just another message. Don't let it be just another opportunity, God, that passes by individuals this morning. Let the conviction of the Holy Ghost, Lord, reach into people's hearts right now. Whatever their issue, and every one of the issues that people have this morning can be put into one of those four categories. It's physical, financial, relationship, or spiritual. Every issue that we have can fit into one of those four categories. And all we know is, Lord, every one of those categories, God, were solved instantaneously by just getting to the hem of your garment. And so I'm praying over every person that is here this morning in person, every person that is watching or listening online today, God, whatever has occupied our minds the last week, whatever has tried to distract us the last day or two or last seven days, doesn't matter. Whatever the time period is, God, whatever has tried to be an issue in our life, we're taking authority this morning. And we're just going to, we're going to get through the crowd. Whatever effort that's going to take, we're going to get through the crowd No matter how many hindrances there are, God, we're going to get through the crowd and our faith is going to touch the edges of your garment this morning. Something that catches your attention. More than just the routine or the status quo, but the faith of an individual. That says, touching you, God, is all. It's all that really matters this morning. It's all that really, really is important today. God, I pray. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. I have no idea. I know we all have issues, so I know it's for everyone but I know God's dealing with certain ones this morning, certain individuals maybe that feel just the need to step out of your pew today, make your way to the altar. Doesn't matter what people think. Doesn't matter what people say. All that matters this morning is that you get to Jesus. Hallelujah, you get his attention. You you reach out and touch the hem of his garment this morning and something happens miraculously. In your life because of your faith you're not coming half-heartedly you're not coming well this is this is something that pastors just asking me to do this morning oh no 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 let faith arise in your spirit i've got to touch the hem of his garment this morning thank you for joining us today if you want more information connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca god bless you